Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of the Blade Homerism Podcast, part of Crimson and Cream Machine on the SB Nation network of podcasts. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe wherever it is you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. That'll help everybody else find us and uh, get all this great Oklahoma Sooners uh, insight and analysis that you've come to expect from us. Uh, we've got kind of a special thing going on this week because the skinny is indisposed. We're still going to go ahead and do picks, trying not to suck. He has given me his selections for this week. I'll uh, go over mine. Uh, first, let's recap what we had last week. Um, skinny went one for one and four with uh, Arkansas plus five and a half hitting. Then he missed on Texas Tech getting seven and a half. Kansas State getting six. Michigan State lane five and Wisconsin lane six and a half. I didn't do that much better. I was two, uh, two and three. I hit with uh, UTSA straight up, but lost with Texas A&M giving five and a half. Uh, hit UCLA minus four and a half. Missed with TCU lane nine and a half. The Horn Frogs actually lost outright to SMU. And I also had our Oklahoma Sooners uh, lane to 16 and a half. We all saw how that turned out. So, uh, you know, we'll go ahead, give our uh, five picks each uh, so far for this week. And then at the end, I'll talk a little bit about what I'm seeing out of uh, the Sooners uh, matchup this weekend with Kansas State. But I'll go ahead and uh, give Skinny's five picks first. His first up is uh, Michigan. He's got the, the Wolverines traveling to Madison to take on the Wisconsin Badgers. Michigan is getting two there. So Skinny is taking Michigan plus two. Next up, he has uh, TCU plus five and a half hosting the Texas Longhorns. Uh, that's an interesting one, obviously, with Gary Patterson, uh, you know, always really kind of relishing the opportunity to beat Texas. Um, Texas dealing with uh, some kind of under the radar injuries there at the uh, wide receiver position. And, uh, you know, that line is actually coming down. Skinny did get it at five and a half. It, I saw four at one point, so uh, something's something's moving there. Uh, next up, Skinny is going with ND. That's right, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish plus two hosting Cincinnati. Notre Dame in the rare position of being a home underdog against the team from the American. That's uh, Notre Dame plus two. I think if I was going to be on this one, and I'm not, uh, but I would also lean towards the Irish as well. So um, next up, uh, Oklahoma's last opponent, West Virginia, lane seven at home, hosting Texas Tech. The Red Raiders coming off a throttling at the hands of Texas last week. Uh, I would uh, don't really have a play here on this one, although I think that uh, maybe the way to look here might be something like the Texas Tech team total, uh, maybe going under there, something like that. Um, last up, okay, 
bounce back spot for the Clemson Tigers. Uh, lane 14 and a half uh, against uh, Boston College, a team that had a really wild one last week. But, uh, you know, the big story here, of course, is the Tigers reeling, what Davos Winnie's going to do to get his team kind of back up off the mat. I know a lot of people who uh, are thinking that this is a bounce back spot for Clemson this week. Uh, I'm not so sure. To me, I'm laying off. So again, let's review his five there. That's Michigan plus two, TCU plus five and a half, Notre Dame getting two, uh, giving seven with West Virginia and Clemson minus 14 and a half. So my five. Uh, I'm actually going the opposite way in that Wisconsin-Michigan game. I'm going to go ahead and take the Badgers minus two. The uh, final score of their game last week was pretty misleading. There was just an avalanche of points there at the end uh, in the fourth quarter thanks to two pick sixes and a special teams touchdown by Notre Dame, which uh, you know made the final look a lot worse than it was. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that Graham Mertz is a particularly good quarterback or that uh, I think that highly really of the Badgers overall, but they stopped the run well, which is where a lot starts for, uh, you know, kind of everything starts there for Michigan. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, lay the two with the with the Badgers there in Madison. Next up, we talked about Clemson just a little while ago. Well, I'm actually uh, going against the team that just beat Clemson, North Carolina State. Uh, probably the biggest win for the Wolfpack in who knows how long. They've got Louisiana Tech coming to town this week. And while I don't think a lot of Louisiana Tech, this just you know screams kind of flat spot for the Wolfpack. So I'll go ahead and I'll take the 20 and a half with the Bulldogs. And uh, you know a good play there might also be the first half. Next up, a team that I went against last week, Stanford. They are hosting the Oregon Ducks. Um, I think that Stanford's a live dog here. I would take the Cardinal plus eight. I realized that just last week I was telling you to go against Stanford because of how bad their run defense is, and you know UCLA certainly uh, you know found some found some success there. But uh, you know Stanford, I'm, I wasn't that uh, impressed with how Oregon looked last week. You know they uh, ended up pulling away from Arizona late, but the Wildcats threw five interceptions last week, which you know you're gonna any team's gonna have a hard time winning that. And I think that that kind of helped uh, Oregon maybe make that game look a little bit worse than it was. And uh, you know Stanford kind of this is just one of those games where it seems like it sets up well for the Cardinal. So I'm going to go ahead, take the eight with the uh, Cardinal at home. Next up, Mississippi State plus eight at Texas A&M. Uh, obviously, the Aggies had a, uh, you know, kind of an emotional one last week getting, uh, you know, taken down by Arkansas in a real physical game that, uh, you know, the, the Aggies just couldn't really get much going on offense since they've moved over to uh, Zach Calzada, quarterback. I think that uh, this is a real trouble spot for A&M, just given the fact that they just lost last week. They've got Alabama on deck next week, and even though, I mean, obviously they need a win this week. Mississippi State, I watched them against LSU, and they got really unlucky. Uh, that was a situation where I felt like probably Mississippi State, you know, did did more to win the game, but, you know, outside of a few big plays for the Tigers, uh, didn't you know that uh, kind of swung that one? I think that uh, again, this is a position where I think Mississippi State's a live dog. I definitely take the eight here. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. 
With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Buying insurance can be complicated, and you might have a lot of questions, like what if my policy doesn't cover that? Or what if I need to make a claim in the middle of the night? Good news, State Farm is there for all your what ifs. You can reach them 24-7, talk through any questions with your agent, and you can even file a claim on the State Farm mobile app. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com to get a quote today. Uh, last up, we have what some might see as the game of the week. Uh, the aforementioned Arkansas Razorbacks traveling to Athens, Georgia to take on the Georgia Bulldogs who are flying high right now. Uh, you can make a pretty good case that Georgia is the best team in the country, even better than Alabama. Georgia is lane 18 here. Um, you know, betting against Arkansas this year hasn't been very profitable, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. I know I was against them last week and we saw how that turned out, but here between the injury to KJ uh, Jefferson, Arkansas's quarterback, along with wide receiver Traylon Burks, I get the feeling that, uh, this might end up being one that really gets away from the hogs. Um, you know, I, will Georgia want to try to like embarrass Arkansas? I don't see it that way, but still 18 points. You know, that's if, if Georgia really gets rolling here, that's not going to look like that much. So I will go ahead and lay the 18 there with the Bulldogs. So just to recap, I've got Wisconsin minus two, Louisiana Tech getting 20 and a half, Stanford plus eight, Mississippi State plus eight, and Georgia minus 18. So last up, let's talk a little bit about the Sooners this week. Traveling to Manhattan, Kansas to take on Kansas State, the Wildcats who have beaten Oklahoma the last two years. Uh, I wrote about this for Athlon Sports. You can check out my uh, preview there. Um, you know, this is a game I, I don't know how anyone could find really a good angle on betting this. Um, obviously, fading OU isn't a terrible idea right now, given uh, how close their three other four games have been this year. But uh, Kansas State, you know, there's some uncertainty there at the quarterback position. Now, I'll believe that Skylar Thompson isn't playing this game when we see it. You know, I know that uh, Chris Kleiman said earlier this week that it was unlikely that uh, the Sooners would see Thompson, who's been a uh, you know Sooner killer the past two years, but uh, you know that could that that just smells a lot like gamesmanship to me. Uh, but if he can't go, you know you've got Will Howard, who's been pretty ineffective back there, and then I believe Jaron Lewis is their third stringer, and Howard's dealing with some uh, uh, health issues himself. You know, you've also had some uh, big losses on defense there for Kansas State, you know, with Khalid Duke, their defensive end, uh, being lost for the year, along with uh, T.J. Uh, Smith, a defensive back who's playing really well for them. So, you know, I think that OU could have some success here. And Kansas State's offense, you know, what I saw last week against Oklahoma State, 
it's very, very limited. I mean, obviously, you got a guy like Deuce Vaughn who is a game breaker. You know, a guy that you have to know where he is at all times. And you know, Malik Knowles, for example, is a, a solid receiver. Uh, but getting the ball there seems to be an issue. And, uh, you know, I know that uh, Kansas State has kind of used Oklahoma's tendencies on defense against them in the past few years. Um, will that work again? I mean, at some point, Alex Grinch, you'd think, would start to account for that. Um, you know, what we've seen the past couple of weeks is that West Virginia and Nebraska before them really tried to ball control OU to, uh, you know, keep the offense on the sidelines uh, and then really kind of try to avoid letting uh, OU's defensive line feast, you know, by either going really heavy with personnel like Nebraska did or spraying it out and, you know, uh, working the quick passing game. I don't know if either of those, uh, you know, kind of strategies work for Kansas State. Now, that might end up being a good thing, but I look at this game and, you know, the weather conditions, it might rain, sounds like it. That certainly, uh, you know, could, could cause some problems for OU. But the past few years, you know, you look at both the uh, upset wins here for Kansas State, and in a lot of ways, uh, they've really done a good job of exploiting, you know, bad mistakes by OU. For example, uh, you know, a, f- a fumble on a kickoff in 2019 there in Manhattan that gave set set the Kansas State up in prime field position. They got a, another opportunity in that game off a. Uh, I believe it was a wide receiver pass that <laughs> got thrown back to the middle of the field and uh, was picked off, you know, deep in OU territory that ended up leading to another score for the uh, Wildcats. Last year, you think about it, I mean, uh, Kansas State had a uh, punt, you know, that OU was comp- uh, had blocked completely wrong, essentially, that Kansas State was able to smother up there and uh, set up a short field for a score. And also got a short score off of a uh, short field score off of a fumble by Seth McGowan. I just, you know, those kinds of things, at some point you'd think that maybe that turns back in OU's favor. Uh, so we'll see here this week. I'm going to go ahead and take the Sooners, call it 27-17. You know, that would put them under the total of 52. So something to think about there. Probably, I mean, covering the 10 and a half. And the way that offense has looked so far this year, I'm not sure if uh, if that's really in play, but that's where I'll go. So anyway, thanks so much to you all for joining us and for bearing with me in this, uh, you know, kind of change up this week. But really appreciate it. And uh, for the Blatant Homerism podcast, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy.